Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Now Word family and friends. Welcome to our prayer conference call. On behalf of NWCC, thank you for joining us in community, agreeing to seek God first and to honor him with our devotion and prayer. Matthew 18:19 says, Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. My name is Bernadette Morris, and our scripture reading for today comes from Genesis 4, 4 through 7. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do right, won't you be accepted? And if you do not do right, sin crouches at your door. And its desire is for you, but you need to rule over it. I'm sure plenty of you uh, recognize that scripture. That story uh, should sound familiar since Pastor Keith used it as a launch pad on Sunday for his uh, sermon. And I got to tell you... um, as much as I've studied that passage of scripture and, and I've actually taught it in, in children's church, Sunday school or what have you, um, for some reason, this particular Sunday, uh, this message really wrecked me. And I've been really just ruminating on it and asking God, you know, why, what is it that he is wanting me to glean from this particular message? Um, I've never thought of myself as someone that is jealous or envious. And in fact, quite the contrary, I feel like I've always been a giver and sharer of anything that I have. Um, but this, again, uh, it just, I couldn't shake the message. So I did a little bit of a deep dive um, Sunday, um, still nothing, and then went to bed. And around three in the morning, the Holy Spirit woke me up. And uh, he directed me to a book that I had bought over a year ago, actually, and um, perused it a little bit, but didn't pick it up. And uh, it's written by Ravi Zacharias, uh, the great apologist who recently passed away. Um, And it was just so profound that I felt the need to share it with you today. And obviously, for the sake of time, I can't read the whole chapter but the particular chapter that um, he took me to, it was titled Rearranging the Furniture. And um, so I'd like to share some of that with you this morning. And the lead-in scripture was exactly the scripture that Pastor talked about on Sunday. So um, I really felt pressed upon that, that God was trying to show us something. So here we go. Um, We need to find understanding how and why hatred and murder can be conceived and nurtured in the human heart in the first place. 
Again, the very first murder in the Bible did not occur because of two irreconcilable political theories. The murder of a man by his own brother was an act unmistakably born out of their differing responses to God. God saw Cain's jealousy and hatred toward Abel and warned him to deal with it. If you do not do if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. We may try to we may try by intellectual duplicity to rearrange the furniture of life and define it only in material terms. But each time we sit back and read of genocide or human trafficking, we shift and turn with revulsion, realizing that there is no harmony in the secular decor or the cry within the sacred, and the sacred cannot be suppressed. That is the reason we scream forth why. At the headlines, every time the news comes on, we cannot silence the still small voice inside that speaks of the intrinsic, intrinsic sanctity of life and that it ought not to be violated. God said it to Cain then and God says it to us now. If you, know, if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. Cain became uh, a murderer because he willfully refused to worship the living God and chose by violence to enthrone himself. This is an aspect of modern society we have grossly underestimated and in the process we have robbed ourselves of even common sense. God is not only the creator who defines us philosophically, but God is also the provider who meets us existentially in our greatest need and gives us the confidence and comfort that we are beloved and not orphaned in this world. If we're even to find an answer to the haunting problem of violence, there will need to be a radical shift in our understanding. We must recognize not only the seen, but also the reality of the unseen, for the latter precedes the former. We do well to take note that long before headlines hit the explosives in our minds, hits like explosives in our minds, an even greater implosion takes place in the minds and hearts of those who set the news in motion. Human rule cannot deal with that internal devastation, but God can. The choice between turning to God and playing God, for that triumph only God is big enough, and the sooner we realize and acknowledge our need, the closer we will be to moving from the symptomatic rearranging of furniture to the cure of coming home to him. And so this was really, you know, just spoke volumes to me for the state of our society right now. And so the takeaway for me was, is, is really to encourage all of us to consider some of the ways we attempt to rearrange the furniture of our life to suit our, our own viewpoint, our own opinions, our own perspectives in, in how we believe that the world should be we need to get our form of reference from the Word of God. And, and to really ask ourselves, you know, what is the unseen struggle that we have in our heart? 
because our hearts are deceitful, right? God is trying to reveal to us. So um, for me, it just, it, it really was a heart check. And so I'm grateful that he always, in his grace and his mercy, will reveal uh, areas in my life um, to get right, to to find a deeper understanding and draw closer to him in relationships so that um, I will be set apart at such a time as this. So pray with me. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for being so good to me. I thank you, Lord God, that you have not left me to my own understanding, Father God. I thank you for your word that is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, O God. I thank you, Father God, that you know the beginning from the end in all things. I thank you that you are are just good to us, even when we don't see it or we especially don't deserve it, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that I'm reminded today that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through you. I thank you, Lord, that today I'm deliberate and I purpose in my heart to seek you first, your kingdom, and your righteousness, that all things shall be added to me as well, O God. And I thank you, Lord, that in my humility I realize, Father God, that apart from you I can do nothing. In and of myself, Father God, I fall short every day. But today, Father God, I lean in. I lean in and and I encourage the family of God to lean into you and to seek your faith and and try to find understanding in, in what is going on in and around us, not in our own little bubble, only in our own little bubble, but the world around us where the harvest is ripe right now, oh God. And there's, there's sin and death all around us where the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came that we would have life in abundance, oh God. So I ask you this day to purify our hearts, Father God. Renew our minds, oh God. Help us to rid ourselves of self, self-righteousness, self-ambition, self-opinions, uh, that we would not think more lofty of ourselves than we, than we should, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that we would recognize, Father God, that, that our relationship with you, that, that central system that Pastor talked about, that it has to be strong with the Word of God and relationship with the Holy Spirit, Father God, that we would be able to fight off the, the ailments, uh, the spiritual attacks in our body, oh God. Help us, Lord, Father God, to to trust you in all things, even when we don't see what is going on in and around us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have never left us nor forsake us, that we stand confident believing that the power of God that dwells within us is sufficient, is more than enough to walk in this world. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. And let us be reminded that we cannot be tossed to and from by all that we see and hear in the world, because that's what the enemy would have us to do. Help us to be anchored in what it is that you called us to do in purpose and be the light in the midst of darkness, where there is much evil surrounding our world right now. Now more than ever, the enemy is causing chaos, oh God. So I pray that the family of God would be rooted and grounded in what the word of God says 
and putting aside their own viewpoint, Father God, that they would not, that we would not rearrange furniture to fit our vantage point, oh God. So I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Good morning, now we're a family. This is Brother Ray, and I'll be reading from Acts uh, 5, verses 1 through 11. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She answered, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead, carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Sister Bernadette kind of got to the one thing she ended up with, she said, was a, was a heart check. And I felt like that's where we are today when we look at the things that are going on. We have a heart for God, but sometimes we don't see the word and what God wants us to do. And the consequences can be devastating. The question we ask is, what what is the condition of our own hearts? Please pray with me. Gracious and merciful Father, we come to you this morning first and foremost, giving you praise for allowing us to rise one more day, presenting us another opportunity to live out your will and give you all the praise, honor, and glory you so richly deserve. Heavenly Father, help us to cultivate the simplicity of the devotion to you. We want you to be our primary ambition in life. Help us to better learn the purposes of your heart. Teach us how to align our hearts with yours. Forgive us, Heavenly Father, for the times our hearts were not conditioned to your will, Lord. We all recommit ourselves as men and women after your heart. In these difficult times, open our hearts to receive your revelation, Father God. Give us a heart that only desires to do your will, Heavenly Father. Strengthen us all as we continue this journey, Lord. May our faith continue to grow immeasurably so that we live and do what is right in your eyes always and forever. Continue to cover us all, Heavenly Father, 
embrace us in your loving arms. We ask these things in your son's holy and precious name. Amen and amen. Good morning. This is Sister Sophia Barrero, and my scripture comes from Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 through 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deed deserved. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and blessing us with this beautiful morning. We give thanks that you are able to hear and receive your word. Let us give thanks all day for what we have, especially your eternal love. Forgive us this day when we go astray by our thoughts or action. We only aim to please you, to know you, and do your will. Thank you, Lord, because we are your children, and we have been saved by grace through faith in Christ. Father, we realize that a heart can be deceitful and desperately wicked. Psalms 139.23 says, Search me, God, know my heart, test me, know my concern. I pray that you will search our hearts, our motives, our conscious thoughts, even our unconscious thoughts, to see if there's anything in us that needs to be rooted out. Lord, we ask for spiritual realignment. We pray for our spirit, soul, and body will stay in perfect alignment with you. We know that we must get in line with the Holy Spirit and be led by him. Please purify our hearts and fill us with the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you are a faithful God to those who put their trust in you. Thank you for the prophecy of Jeremiah, which tells us that throughout the word of God, we discover that you know and you look on inside us and read our intentions of our hearts. You are a righteous and just God, the one who will not only reward those who trust in you, but will punish those who reject your long-suffering mercy and gracious offer to salvation. It is our prayer that you help us to abide in Christ day by day so so we may be like trees that blossom and bud and bring forth much fruit for your praise and glory. Lord, I ask you please to Continue and bless and cover Pastor Keith and Lady Dean's family. And I ask you to continue to watch over everyone who is under the sound of my voice, even those that couldn't make the prayer lines this morning, Lord. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Brother Keith Kate. Matthews 25, 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes into his glory, and all the angels with him, then he would sit on his glorious throne. Before him would be gathered all the nations, and he would separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he would place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king would say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, 
and you welcome me. Colossians 3.12 Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Brothers and sisters, we must understand and meditate into our memory that a compassion is more than sympathy or empathy. Every single day as we read articles on the different social media platforms on the Internet or by hearing news from the local community or national news broadcasts, we learn of the pains of people or families that we know and of the ones that we don't know. It's now over 5 million people that have contracted COVID-19. Over 160,000 people in our country have died. That's 160,000 souls. Are you thinking to yourself, if they were saved, were they even introduced to the Holy Scriptures and commandments of our Lord and Savior? Compassion. Being Christ's followers, we empathize with each of the grieving families. But after hearing so many bad news reports, day after day after day, it wears on us. And being mere humans, we soon reach our emotional limits. Because as you know, in this global world of today, we are bombarded with 24 hours of news cycles from CNN, MSNBC, and other cable news networks, bombarded with human misery so much that our hearts easily get numb to it simply because of the news overload. But thank God that Jesus' compassionate heart does not have a limit. Through his holy scriptures, we've learned God's heart is greater, so much greater than the human heart could ever be. It's that divine heart that God wants to give to us so that we can love and pray and have compassion for all the people, especially people whose souls are in dire need, let us pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you, sir, for all that you do for your beloved children. Thank you for your provisions that you place in our lives. You have given us so much, even though we don't deserve it. Being Christ followers, I don't think any of us can imagine our lives without you and your mercy. You have blessed all of us beyond what we could have ever imagined, in spite of us not deserving any of your blessings. We thank you, Lord. Holy Father, I am humbled before you this morning. So thankful, Father God. Lord, sometimes I feel like I take my privileges for granted, and I know that I need to do more for those that don't have what I have in my life. We know there are, are those that are no longer have a roof over their heads today. We know there are believers and non-believers seeking out jobs to feed their families and pay their bills. And there are those who live in fear of losing everything, even at the upcoming hours, due to the uncertainty caused by this pandemic. There's the poor, middle class, the rich, the disabled, the healthy, the sick, the lonely, and the desperate that are all in need of our, of our compassion and prayer. Yet sometimes we become numb and forget about them. Lord, we ask you for a reminder, a reminder so that we cannot just dismiss the poor and downtrodden 
and unsaved of this wicked world. In Proverbs 21, 13, you've asked us to care for our fellow man. In Deuteronomy 26, 12, you ask that we care for widows and orphans. You tell us throughout your holy scriptures about compassion. There are those <clears throat> in such great need of our help that we should not ignore them. Father God, forgive us for getting so wrapped up in our lives that those people in need become easy to dismiss. O oh, merciful Father, grant us a heart full of mercy and compassion. Help us to be attentive to the needs of others and to reach out to them. Heavenly Father, help us to be tools for your healing grace and comfort to all those in need. You are our God, and we will praise you, and we will exalt you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon and give you peace. Have a wonderful day.